We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Jumper. Got it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and, of course, the Eurostep Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, and I am joined as always by the Groovy. He's, he's hitting some moves over there. If you're watching the YouTube, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, coming off a Bucks win, we're recording on Tuesday after an absolute decimation of the Orlando Magic by the Milwaukee Bucks, a game which I attended. I am now undefeated in attendance at Pfizer Forum. At Pfizer. Wow. And then, yeah. well, you no wonder it was a blowout. You combined forces with Jordan Trusky, who has never been to a Bucks loss anywhere. It's at Pfizer. Oh, is this at Pfizer too? Yes. I thought it was any game. Is it? It might be I any swear game. I swear, he, I swear, he said it. Maybe Just it's at Pfizer. Maybe it. Because there's correct, a, there were a lot of losses. I, I know. <laughs> I, well, that's what makes it even more. I mean, I'm Owen. I think I'm Owen one at Pfizer. So yes, you are. It was their only home loss. Yep, yep. Thanks for you've got that really like right on top of mind. If you ever you probably never have if you ever fail a test in your advanced schooling, it's going to be because you didn't have room to remember the answer because it was their only home playoff loss. And that playoff run is taking up too much space up there. But the Bucks have won four straight. They're lossless on the homestand thus far. One more game. Tomorrow night, as we record, against the Detroit Pistons, who are without beef stew because he got punched in the face by LeBron, and that's a big no-no for the NBA. And they're up to seventh in the Eastern Conference at 10-8, and eight, basically tied in record with the Celtics in six and the 76ers in eight. But all of these teams are only three games back of the Nets in first. So the early season slide... Not too damaging, although maybe to our, our our psyche, it was more damaging than to the Bucks' actual record. Um, but that's why we wanted to get together today and talk about positive takeaways from the Bucks' winning streak. But first, Rohan, we've got something to tease. We do have something to tease, and we have something big coming, but it's only going to be for people 
who are in our Discord. Ty, you want to know how people can get into our Discord? I would love to. That sounds like useful info. I'd love to know that, Rohan. So you can do that by sending us, tweeting at us, at me, me, Ty, uh, at R-K-A-T-T-I-J-R, at T-I-W-I-N-D-I-S-C-H, at Eurostep Podcast, or EuroSteppod at gmail.com. Uh, you can just send us a screenshot of you leaving a review on Apple or wherever five you star. can. Five star. Five star. Five star. Gotta be five star. Five star. Or proof that you're subscribed to the Substack, and we will let you into that Discord because there is something very, very special coming for people who are in our Discord that you will not want to miss. So make sure you get in there. It's going to be fun. We we don't want to say more yet. We're talking about, you know, maybe probably I think about two weeks from now. So maybe a little less than that, actually. No, like a week. Less than that. Yeah. A week and a half. So get in there now. This is a real thing. We have an actual date here. So uh, get in the Discord. If you have any questions or issues, let us know. And no, you can't just be like, I love the show. Let me get in the Discord. There's steps. There's steps laid out. They're not, they're not difficult. I, I promise if you're listening, you can handle the rigorous Discord entry procedures. You can do it. All you need is an email address, Apple Podcasts access through any yeah, device. You could- yeah, it's like, oh, I don't have an Apple device. I can't leave a review. Subscribe to the Substack, but yeah, you have an email. If you don't, I'm, you do. You do. What are we also, like, I think you can just download iTunes on your desktop computer if you really want to be beneficial. True. Just do that. Just make an Apple ID, sign in with yours, and you got or it. Or do both. Yeah, or do Subscribe all. Subscribe to the Substack and leave a five star yeah. review. You know I'm excited because my voice just uh, same. <laughs> well, it's, we don't usually record in the morning. I kind of it's different energy. I kind of like it, but okay. Let's get to the positives. Do you want to go first or can I? Because I have one that I'm actually pretty excited about. I'll go with the obvious one first. Giannis. <laughs> a good one. That's a good, okay. That's a, always a good place to start. Yes. We're, I'm making a conscious effort to actually start things with Giannis talk so we don't just overlook it. This man is, he's, he's decimating the league right now. Absolutely destroying the league. His per game averages are down because uh, he only played 24 minutes. Uh, during that aforementioned obliteration of the Orlando Magic, where he put up like 12, 8, and 6 or something stupid. They actually defended him pretty well on his shots, but everything else, he was picking apart the Magic. Yeah, so in this four-game streak, even accounting for that game, he's averaging, you ready for this? 28 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, 1.5 steals, 2.5 blocks, as a plus 19.3. That uh, leads the team, in case you were wondering. Um, anytime you average a combined four stocks, steals, and blocks over any stretch, like you know you're really having an outsized impact on the game. Like he's generated it's, it's 16, ridiculous. 16 turnovers in these four Bucks wins, like total. That's so many free points for how efficient he and some other players on the team that we'll probably get to are in transition. Yeah, he is... I mean, I remember there were bad tweets and bad, bad points made of, if Giannis is so good, maybe he should carry the Bucks to some wins. It's like, first off, you don't have to put the if there. 50, not 51, not 49, 50 in his finals MVP, NBA finals title clinching game six. Like The day after getting an IV where it took him 45 minutes to find the bait. Throw because he was so dehydrated. Throw the if away. You sound stupid if you if you're honest. It, no, we don't. There's no if. He is. 
He is. He's goaded. He's an all-time great already. And Pete, also, I want to I want to clarify something. For people who want to trash the Bucks title, the Mickey Mouse ring was uh, the Lakers title. I saw that was so many Disney. people. Why were so many people getting into it with this absolute random last night? It was so ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know why I don't people. Know. Why do you do but this? But they were not the only one who said that the Bucks title is a Mickey Mouse ring. Like, if you're going to diss them, get your diss rights. Like, the one that happened in the Disney bubble is obviously that's the, that's the Mickey, the Mickey Mouse, Mouse ring. Room. It makes sense. I never have understood, oh, there was less rest. They came back from a global pandemic into a bubble at Disney World. That it, That's why it's the Disney title. It just makes sense. You have to come up with something more clever, at least. That's why the Heat are the bubble frauds. Yeah. I feel bad every time I say that because we got that one super nice Miami Heat. I know. I know. But I have to I stick think, with I my think, guns. I think you know? he knows, too. Yeah, I have to stick with what my brand is at this point. But yes, yeah, anyway, absolutely dominant. But even that whole time, even when they were losing games, like the point differential for him on the season, like at their absolute worst, I think they were winning Giannis's minutes by six points per 100 possessions and losing when he sat by like 20. Like legitimately, I think it was close to 20. So when he plays, they're a good team. When he doesn't, they were getting destroyed. There's nothing he can do about that. You're not going to play Giannis 48 minutes a night in freaking November because you're worried about being two games below 500 with 60 to play. It was always silly, and now they're above 500. And, oh, look, when the team is somewhat healthy, not even close to fully healthy, but somewhat healthy, Giannis has some assistance, it does, doesn't feel like an issue anymore. But Giannis has been great the whole time. Yeah, he really has. It's just, it's been an MVP type season. We're pushing this agenda. Yeah. I know Steph is in the lead right now. Deservedly so. Deservedly so. Yeah. KD's up there. Yeah. Giannis needs to be there too. Just just give it time. Just wait until the wins stack up. That's what it's going to take. I mean, if they do. When they get flounder, back into first. Yeah. I mean, if they flounder through the whole season and finish fourth, I wouldn't argue that much for him to win it. I just, I don't. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, he tried so hard on a four seed. I mean, winning matters. It's a regular season award. If they're if they're the second seed or above. Yeah, that's when that's when we'll put the capes on. Um, I guess above that is just first. But. Yeah, yeah. So if they're second, I think you know, if third in the right circumstances, it would have to be exactly right. Yeah, it's not a Russ year we're talking about here. We're not doing that. If 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 no. Giannis, if the Bucks ended sixth. We're not, we're not. If they win less than 50, no. No. We we have pride now. We, we've we seen a championship in our lifetimes. Yeah. We don't need we've to no, live we, It's not die. even the championship. We've seen Giannis MVP season. Well, that too. But that doesn't that stop. just ridiculous. Hasn't stopped some of these fan bases from getting a little tight about other MVPs that may or may not be deserved is all I'm saying. But Giannis is great. Um, okay. Do you have any other Giannis stuff? No. Let's go to your thing. Bobby Buckets, who I was critical on, who was not playing great ball earlier in the season. I think A, actually C, I'll go from least to most important in my eyes. C, I think has cleaned up the shot selection a little bit. Bobby, I think, has passed a little bit more. I'm not seeing as many four shots. It really feels like the team is playing like a team over these last few games. I mean, the blowout against Orlando, Drew leads the way with 18 points. Everybody scores. I think the least amount scored was like one by Thanasis, or maybe it was three if he ended up with another two. But not a great game for the Thanasis agenda. It was not, but um, <laughs> the the three did not look great for him. But 
But everybody scored. It was a team effort. And that's how the Bucks have been playing. And it's really, it's been paying dividends for them. But I think the shot selection is better. I think defensively, he's holding up a little bit better. I mean, it's not great, but he, I think he's, he's eased into it a little bit. But A, the most important thing, the rebounding. The rebounding was so bad for Bobby and for the team. You know, he's had a double-double in three straight games after only having two the whole rest of the season. He's been starting for a while now. Like, it's a pretty, it would have been possible to have more earlier. I really think he's taking it upon himself to rebound more, which then I think just makes everything easier for everyone else. You know, I think the Bucks are using Bobby closer to the rim on defense and using Giannis more near the perimeter. This allows Giannis to focus on defense, and he's still grabbing rebounds too, but Bobby is just shoring up the interior on the glass, which that killed the Bucks in a lot of their losses. It hasn't been lately, and I think he deserves a lot of credit for bodying up on the boards. Yeah, the rebounding is especially good, and uh, I'm glad you mentioned the defense. It's He's not getting picked on as much. There were a couple possessions last game where I noticed, or yesterday's game, I should say, where I noticed he tried to like show super high and just like pseudo trap the ball handler. And it just went immediately poorly because then you're having like Drew Holiday come from the corner in rotation. And it's just like, what, what is Drew supposed to do against like the seven foot center who's like charging towards the lane? Like, sure, he can, he's done, he's done good things in those situations at points. That's because he's an all world defender, but you can't expect that to be a reliable, <laughs> a reliable source of an interior presence uh, in a six foot three, six foot four drew holiday. But uh, when he's actually just like getting lower, he's using his size to his advantage. It's been pretty effective because you can't just come out and pick and pop to death against Bobby Portis. Cause even though he's showing low, he's still quick enough to recover. And even though like his lateral quickness isn't isn't insane, like if you pump fake on the perimeter and just drive, you're probably going to have some sort of success and you're getting the bucks in rotation again defensively. You're just you you can't expect your your offense to just run through your center. Like that was just like the that was the crux of why people thought the Celtics were going to beat the Bucks a few years ago, right? It's like, oh, Al Horford pick and pops, they're going to destroy. They're going to destroy the Bucks. Brooke Lopez is going to get played off the floor. It's like, okay, cool. Your offense is running through Al Horford when you had Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. Like, okay, have fun with it. Like, there's no centers in the league aside from like Jokic and Embiid who are really going to beat you doing that. And one of them is not in the Bucks conference. And one of them is not on a good team. Yeah, I mean, it's just... And I think it's another area where it would all look better if you have Lopez back, right? Because if Lopez is one of the guys rotating back to cover if Bobby's trapping, he can do that. And it's it's like, even though it's kind of Bobby filling in for him, I do think just the more size, the better for this Bucks team. Although it does feel like they're learning to live without it a little bit more. Um, but... Yeah. Even you, you can also have Giannis and help side rotation, which is insane. Like a lot of times where I was complaining about Bobby Portis showing super high, it's when Giannis was not on the court and it's really just like, he's the biggest guy on the floor. It's like, okay, maybe this is a little, this is a little tough. And that's why you see even the magic getting good possessions out of that sort of set. But if Giannis is on the floor with, uh, with Bobby and Brooke is back at some point, please feel better soon, Brooke. Uh, it's just it's it's tenable. It's he's not getting picked up. Right. Yeah. I I just think we we can't expect him 
to fill in at all for Brooke defensively. But seeing the improvement on the glass is nice. And we shouldn't – I kind of glossed over it. In this, in this homestand, he's averaging nearly 18 points and 11 rebounds per game, plus 1.5 assists, shooting 53% from the field, 52% from three, and 78% from free throw. He's been their second-best offensive player this homestand. Well, second-best scorer – um, with Chris still scoring a little bit slower at this point. But Bobby has been really impactful. They need that scoring from him. Like, they just need points, especially with Drew. We might not talk much about Drew's offense. A little better against Orlando. Overall, not very good all season. Uh, with him struggling and with Chris getting back from the injury, they've just needed more offense. And Bobby providing it, that matters a lot, too. So don't don't let me make it sound like it's just rebounding. He's been great on offense lately. No, and the, the thing is, his scoring has really been there. He's asked to do more now, especially yeah. with, like, Chris coming back, Drew struggling, and Brooks still out. Like, his, his shot selection is going to widen. I'll say it's just going to – he's going to take more shots, and uh, the team really needs him to in this circumstance. Like, when it's, it's Bobby Portis time, quote, Bobby Portis, it might be it's Bobby Portis time, quote, Mike Budenholzer at this point. That's the quote of the podcast right there. Uh, it's uh, it, he's His scoring has been there. He's not, like, given. He's shooting 52% from three, which is outrageous. But that's, like, it's not too far off from his average last season, last regular season. He was shooting high 40s from three last regular season, too. So it's not, like, extremely out of the ordinary. The variance isn't super high. It's uh, – but it's good to see his offense still still there, even in a higher volume. But again, the most important thing is the defense. It's the rebounding because that his offense is always going to be there. People or other teams are going to pick on him based on his defense, based on his rebounding, which is why you didn't really see him play in that net series towards the end uh, last postseason. If he can shore up those, that is more important in my eyes. That's why we're glossing over the offense a little bit. That's a long-winded way of saying that's why we've just come to expect it's fine. I mean, yes. that's another part of it too. It's like Giannis is all around greatness. We expect Bobby to be great on offense, but that doesn't mean it should be underrated. It's still, and I will say just to cap off the, the Bobby love, some of the offensive rebounds he's gotten in these last several games, like he is going up between three opposing players like just mashing, he'll tip to himself and then grab it. Sometimes he goes back up. Sometimes he passes out, gets another one. The Lakers game, right? That was the Lakers game. He gets one, passes it out. The Bucks miss again. He grabs it again and just puts it in. serve is going nuts. Like and that's off of stealing the inbound. <laughs> after stealing the inbound, like he is making these impact. I plays. feel like he does this just to hype himself up. Which it is great. works. It hypes up it everyone, though. Like this stuff leads to Bucks runs, or it kills opponent runs fairly often because everyone's just going insane. Because how can you not watching this guy, Bobby? That might be, and I'm not not even to knock him. That might be Thanasis's best skill is whenever you see Bobby or Giannis or anyone making a play like that, you see him just like yelling, jumping on the baseline, going nuts, like ultimate hype man. In addition to everything else, he does well. It's it's absolutely incredible. That's why these sort of like the bench mob has really taken over hashtag Bucks DNA these last couple of seasons, starting with Pat Connaughton. Always make always the business man making those shirts. Uh, oh, <laughs> remember yeah. those bench mob shirts from a few years back? Yeah. Was that two years ago, I think? I think um, so. It couldn't have been too much longer. 
<laughs> it was <laughs> that was fun, but it, it really is important to this Bucks team, this uh, this sort of culture they've set in here. It's all about picking your picking your other guy up, getting everyone excited, getting everyone hyped, and going out there and making impact plays. That's what this team is about. Speaking of Pat Connaughton, can we go there next? I mean, let's do it. Pat Connaughton on this winning streak has been excellent. I mean, he's fourth on the team in scoring over these last four games. 13.3 points for Pat. Are you ready for the shooting splits? Yes, I, I know them. Oh, uh, yeah. The 48% <laughs> from the field, 46% from three, just 70% from free throw. Quietly, it's been Pat's worst free throw season, but also five rebounds per game over this stretch. Pat Connaughton is averaging career highs in scoring, rebounding. He's It's his second most assists. It's his career high in steals. And it's his highest mark from the field, three and two for his career outside of uh, his second season with Portland where he played eight minutes per game and happened to shoot 51% from three on less than one attempt per game. So really low sample size. Outside of that, Pat's never been more efficient. Certainly, I mean, he scored 2.5 points that year. So since he's been a real NBA role player, he's never been this efficient and he's never shot at this high of a volume. He's taken nearly nine shots per game. The most he had ever taken as a buck or ever was 5.7 per game. So he's playing more minutes, taking more shots, and shooting better at them. He continues to come up time and time again. Still feels on a game-to-game basis like their most their most efficient catch-and-shoot guy. Grayson is up there, but I think Pat has just been... He's become Mr. Reliable, right? Like every time you need anything, you just trust Pat's going to get it done. I just continue to marvel at how it's like he's really fashioned himself into the ideal role player, complimentary player for this Bucks team. Elite. Elite role player. What, where, how can you question it? Did someone say sixth man of the year? I, I think he and Bobby should both be considered. Bobby's going to start too much. Bobby is going to start too much, which means it's time to consider Pat. Yeah, who's the, who's Jordan Clarkson won sixth man, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was between him and James. Oh, yeah, it was last year when two Clippers won it. Yeah. Uh yeah, or two years. Jordan, ago. you wanna know you wanna know what Jordan Clarkson's shooting this season? What? Uh he's made 42 threes. Can you guess on how many attempts? 200. 160. Oh, so 25%. Oh. 26.3. It's rough. <laughs> I've got a comp for you for Pat. Oh. Go okay. pull up Robert Covington on basketball reference and show me a time he's had a better season than Pat Connaughton this year. Those are uh he scored more, but he's never been as efficient. Sure, but that's also not Roko's bread and butter. He's he's an overrated defender though. He's like a good situational defender. Is Pat No, not- he, well well, I'd say Pat's a better he's, – he's in the same role of him being a versatile defender. I'll give you that. I don't think Robert Covington is substantially helping you on defense that much more than Pat. No, not at this point. No, I don't think absolutely I, I don't think not. You put, he's not a stopper. No, he's not a stopper at all. But his team defense, his overall awareness is – It's probably a little Pete better. Rocco, Pete yeah. Rocco was better. But, but Pat's not, offense not, is much better. Oh, yeah, better. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's similar that's players. Not, just, that's why I'm saying it's not a fair comp because, like – Pat's a more offensive player, I would argue minded player. I would argue the impact is similar. And I say sure. this, it's not a good six man. Uh, Rocco has never, will never win sixth man of the year. But it is a good, just I think, comp to 
that's an elite role player. Like prime Robert Covington is a guy teams looked at is like, okay, this is a, if we put him next to our stars, that's a difference making player. I think that's where Pat has gotten to. And it's like, it's a huge thing. Six man of the year. He's going to have to start scoring even more. It sounds like it's just going to be really tough, but I did. I mean, who's beating him right now? Did Iguodala ever get one? Because that would be no. the precedent, that kind of player. See, that sucks. He's number one. I don't think so, at least. I don't think so either. No, he's never won. No, it's been Jordan Clarkson-type guys or Montrez for all of the last. Or Ingles. Did Ingles win, actually? No. No. So it's been Jordan Clarkson-type guys or Montrez. It's been Jordan Clarkson, Lou Will, Jamal Crawford. Yeah. Those type of guys. Montrez, Harrow won. Ricky Pierce, yes. Go listen to that if you haven't. That was that was fun. That it was, was fun. fun for one of uh, us. <laughs> Manu only won once, which is a little ridiculous. surprising. A little surprising, yeah. But he probably never scored. I mean, I don't think he's. What's his career high scoring year? Like fifteen? Uh, Maybe seventeen. Seventeen point four. Seventeen. Was that the year he won? No, that was the year he was an All Star. Oh, I, for, I forgot he was an All Star once. None of the Spurs guys get Oh, that's because he started 79 games that year. Oh, that's well, yeah, it's pretty hard to win it when you do that. Um, none of the Spurs guys get the recognition. Like Manu and TP not making the top 75. I thought, Ridiculous. what has Dame done in the league that Manu hasn't done? What has Anthony Davis done? Great question. I see I see Davis. I don't, the Dame thing still to this day. It's for, ridiculous. For, for doing what? He waved goodbye at the Thunder in the second round. Like, congrats. Was T-Mac and Vince on this thing? T-Mac was, I believe. I, was he? Okay. I think. I, I don't think Vince was. That, that's just that's the company I'm putting Dame in until he wins something. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, Vince, I don't know. I just Googled. This is a, this is a random. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I Googled NBA 75 Tracy McGrady, just hoping something would show up. It just says Trace. It's just him throwing shade at AD, which d- makes him deserve to be on that list. It does. Here, let's uh, let's see. NBA 75th anniversary team players. Can I? Oh wait, Vince and T Mac were not there. That's what I thought. So what has Dame yeah. done that those two haven't done, or vice versa? Yeah. Silly. Has, has Vince or uh, Dame, excuse me, scored like 13 and? 33 seconds or something. Has he jumped over a guy? I just don't know what we're looking at to make. If we're talking iconic moments. I don't know. I don't know what we're looking at to make. I mean, he waved goodbye was second round. Yeah, that's what I just said. T-Mac got waved goodbye to in the playoffs all the time. I just, I don't see the big difference. I I don't know. I don't like the list. Dwight should have been there too. We don't have to get into the list. Dwight should have. Sidney Moncrief isn't on this thing, is he? They're made. No, he's not. Stupid. They're making me cape for Dwight Howard, and I don't like it. It's just obvious, though. It's it's ridiculous. What like a Dwight at least led a team to the finals. He was the you best know? defensive player in basketball for like more than half a decade. He was the best center in basketball. Yeah, he just, was. What did he rack up like four DPOIs? Yeah, something crazy like that. It's a ton of them. Three in a row, I believe. Yeah. And he got like five straight All NBA first teams or something. People just don't like him. Ridiculous, and which is fair. But yeah, also, I don't like him like, either. I don't like him either. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. should be there. Absolutely, and I, I like what, Dame too. A starter on a playoff on a championship team. Yeah, like what do you need to do to make this list? I don't know. I don't know. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, okay, ridiculous. whatever. Whatever. Um, we will fight about this until the 100 years. Bucks positives, though. Pat Cotton yeah. looking like a Rocco level, peak Rocco, not anymore, peak Rocco level impact role player. Talking 16, 17 Rocco? That sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Whenever whenever the Blazers traded for him, it was right around then. Cause they, Ooh, they, they, I think that was that, that too was, late. That was too late. That makes sense for the Blazers. Yeah, they traded like two firsts for him too. They did. Seemed I'll like a good see. idea at the time. Neil O'Shea, great GM. Allegedly. Still there for now. For now. <laughs> Pending yeah. results. How do you I mean, feel the about, president already resigned. How do you feel about Luke Walton getting fired because somebody threw up on the court? I don't know why it took that and not just the abomination that he's been putting out there on the court for the last couple of years. Do you want to hear a wild stat? I, I think I know the stat, but tell the listeners. He's the most successful Kings head coach. Was it 15 or 25 years? He's the second most in history. Kings history. <laughs> does that include Kansas? No, it does not. Okay. I was going to so say. Since 85. Since 85. That's when they moved so to Sacramento. sad. Who's number one? I think it's like, I don't even know. It's probably someone I don't even know about. Keith Smart or something? It wasn't because Carl didn't do that well. Yeah, I think it was uh, – what's his name? Yeah, I think it might have been Keith Smart. Got it. Maybe. We're, we're, we're getting down – okay, enough. Pat Cotton, for whatever reason, has now led us to talk about the whole league. But um, Rohan, where should we go next? Um, Where should we go next? Let's, let's talk about hmm, – let's talk about George Hill. Yes. Yes, right after I made the note, George Hill not doing anything. I feel like he's done a lot for a guy who's scoring six points per game in this stretch, but I, I, fe- I felt his presence more. It's it's more than just the competent point guard play that we've seen from him in recent years. It's actually like, oh, he's setting guys up on the offensive end. Oh, he's making impact plays. He's getting those hustle rebounds. And it's like, oh, you can actually drive still. You can try to take big guys off the dribble with your speed and go play it up like, oh, this is George Hill. I know, I believe it was Adam and Jordan who were talking about this from the Win and Six podcast, obviously, uh, who were talking about uh, how George Hill was sort of looking like Celtics series George Hill, where he's just Ooh. like off the off the dribble dunking and stuff like that. And it's just like, oh, wow, George Hill can still do this. That was like two years ago, three years ago. And he's still looking good right now. I don't know what this guy is doing to really keep his body 
Uh, All farm-to-table like ranch meat, man. Apparently, that works. Uh, I will not be trying that. No, nope, uh, no, nope, <laughs> nope, not for you. I'm no, just a. Uh, just that whole thing in general just doesn't seem like my kind of thing. <laughs> just <laughs> George calls you up today, says Rohan, come to my ranch. You're saying no? Oh, I'm absolutely going. Okay, but <laughs> I'm not partaking. Okay, well, I'm sure he has some vegetables and fruits. Yeah, all that but land. he like he like imports animals to hunt. Yes, on that. Yes, he it's does. It's ridiculous that he has trackers on. It's just the wild. track. They shouldn't have trackers. It's but, wild. What do you mean, I guess like, he has to. He has to, like, keep track so they don't, like, leave the property, I guess. Oh, yeah, I suppose that makes sense. I guess. Like, but it's also just wild. Whatever. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah. in trouble. Yeah. Uh, he's been really good. <laughs> like, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure to say bad things 50, about Jordan Bill. He's been really good. Over the last exactly. four games. Exactly. His shooting splits are ridiculous. We're getting back to uh, two years ago, George Hill, where he sort of led the league in three-point percentage. Yeah. Uh, even though it's going to be on a small volume, as usual, with George Hill – it's still good. It still means something. We've talked about this before, but it means less that he uh, he only shoots a few times per game because they have a really really good starting point guard. Like that matters now. Well, so they also George have more Hill. shooters in general. Yes, yes, in general, you're not relied upon to be like, oh, George Hill is our best shooter. Please shoot a lot of times, yeah. even though you don't want to. It doesn't matter at this point anymore. There's so many factors uh, because of that. So George Hill only shooting. What is he? he's shooting uh two attempts per game over these last four games yeah. from deep that's ridiculous <laughs> but it's it doesn't matter that much anymore it really is though even even when i was talking down on george hill i think one of my points was like i think it'll look better when they're healthier because he's just it's he's being asked to do too much i mean he was starting games that's just not what he's here to do anymore and now when you see like in a game where Chris and Drew are playing at least moderately well. And Giannis is doing Giannis stuff. And Pat and Grayson are knocking down threes. Bobby Portis on the interior, and he's knocking down threes. Then it's like George Hill is perfectly set up. to. It's like he really he slithers around. He slithers. Like, oh, now I'm taking a wide open corner three. Also, he is a prime dunker spot guy. He's made some plays there already. I think he's going to make plays there all year. He is just another, like, I think they like this. I think they really look for this in their guards, like their smalls, one, two, threes. Like, how can you, how effectively, like, how first, how much do you feel the floor? Obviously, George is very good at that after being a point guard for 10 years. And how can you, like, slither in there and finish? And George has always been able to finish at the rim because he's so, he's got long arms. He's got good touch. Like, this wasn't dunker spot, but Giannis finding him in transition against Orlando. Oh, that pass was ridiculous. The pass ridiculous. was ridiculous. And just having a, a point guard who can run, catch the ball, and finish a layup like that, Bucks haven't really been able to say they've had that in a couple of years now. It was really, since George left, it was nice to see that finish. But I think he's going to be like Pat. He's going to be a guy who eats when, like, you know, the defense is coiled up around Giannis. They're getting back to shooters. You know, George Hill's guy miss, loses him for two seconds Suddenly, he's right at the rim scoring. Like, and you can't have too many guys who are smart in space like that. And that's another thing George Hill adds in addition to being able to knock down threes. And he just, he looks great. And he's going to look even better, you know, when Brooke comes back, when Dante potentially comes back. Like, just letting him pick his spots more means his spots are going to be like 
shooting 80% at the rim, 50% from three, etc. Yes. One thing about that Giannis pass, by the way. So I was sitting like sort of to the side of the the basket the Bucks were scoring on in the first half. So I saw that. Uh, it was like coming right at me. And I was like, no way is he making that pass. Because I was like, oh, there's a lane there. Because it was like right in front. I was like, there's no way he's actually making the pass. Then he threw the pass and it was right on the money. I was like, oh my goodness. That was that was special right there. And the thing, ugh, we're talking about Giannis again, which is, it's fine. We can always talk about Giannis. But his he just, those plays are effortless. Those are absolutely effortless for him now. He's just sort of playing these games on autopilot where he's just like, let me try some stuff out at this point. Like, let me see what works. Like, can I, can I pull off something ridiculous here? And that was one of those passes in transition to George Hill. Fun fact, I've actually made a pass like that. This is not me flexing. Half court between the leg sure? and nutmeg. I sure turned to my not? friend. I turned to my friend who was there at the game, who also witnessed that pass. He was like, yeah, you, you've done that. <laughs> he had to concede it. He had to concede it. The Rohan myth-making will never stop. No, until someone proves me wrong. It's going to be tough to do. I don't, I don't know how much tape they have on whatever setting you're There's making. There's zero these tape. Yeah, there you go. So I can say what I want. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like Wilt. <laughs> I think Wilt had a little more to go off of than that. but <laughs> I mean, there wasn't tape of everything. Uh, thank goodness for some of the things that Wilt said. <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to move to Grayson Allen, who I think my positive takeaway from Grayson Allen – is it hasn't felt like he's lit the world on fire over this homestand most of the time. I think he's been a little quieter. I wish they would use him more, quite honestly, I think. And Pat finding him for the dunk against, uh, what was that? Was that, what game was that? Was that? That was last night. That was last night too. Felt like two different games, like the pre, when it was almost a real game and then when it wasn't. But that was beautiful and it shows you the explosiveness. But the fact that you haven't really thought about him all that much, but still in these four wins, 11 points on 46% from the field, 37.5% from three, 75% from free throw, and about five rebounds, one assist, only 0.5 turnovers per game. He's just quietly been good. And that's like, if he can flash from, oh, I need to fill in for Chris, I'll average 17 or 20 over five games to oh, everyone's healthy, I'm, I can totally function just fine as a tertiary option and let everybody else eat, but still be efficient and not, you know, not fall off to four points, right? 11 points is something that's meaningful production from a role player. It just feels like he's fitting in really well no matter who he's playing with. And I think they can get even more out of him than they are. But it's just comforting to me that even when it's not, you know, even when not half of Buck's Twitter is tweeting, three second-round picks for Grayson Allen. Oh, my God, those nights. He still Pocahontas clips. (laughs) Um, They are dangerous. Uh, Trace Leches, once Dante gets healthy, according to Pat himself. Um, But it's just nice to see. He's like, oh, I'll just be quietly productive, and that's fine, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really all you need because that's the role he was designed for. He's too good to really be in the role he is which means he's perfect. Does that make any sense? That, that means the Bucks are a great team. That's what that means, yeah. right? When like everyone gets to do a little bit less. If you have to, you if you want to be a great team, everyone has to really slide down a role, yep. right? Except for like the main guy, obviously. Like, but even in some senses, even the main guy. Yeah, like Chris. 
Chris is too good on a lot of teams. He would be their best player by far. Yeah. Like the magic. <laughs> yeah. Big time. The Pacers. The Pacers. I stand by that. People are going to get mad. I don't care. Chris over Domas. Um, who else? The Knicks? Nah, Julius Randle's good. Maybe. 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 Um, the this. Heat. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm just going to let that one go. The Raptors. I'll cut. You gotta. You gotta. Oh, you're not. Are you agreeing with me on the Heat? I'm just I'm just sidestepping it. I don't have the bandwidth for Heat Twitter this week. They just okay. they have they have so much time on their hands because all of the other teams are bad except maybe hockey and they're just they're just unhappy. They have a hockey team? Yeah, I think they're actually good. Are they? Yeah. I think. I think I'm not a hockey person as evidence. No one for is. The fact. No one is. <laughs> I don't say that. There are a lot of Wisconsin hockey people. We we still love you, Wisconsin. Well, hockey if they, if you want me to care about hockey, bring a team to the state. It's simple, and I don't Come think on, they the Admirals. There's something with a a, a pro team. Uh, I'm sorry, a major league pro team. I've been to Admirals games. They're fun. I'm not I'm not grinding Calder Cup tape. Also, the, the Heat only have one more win than the Bucks. By the way, hilarious. One and a half games ahead. Is Kyle Lowry still shooting like two percent? Sounds like probably it's Kyle Lowry. <laughs> uh, it's just it's not worrying. He's making so many hit ahead passes. Do you know how many impact plays he's making, Ty? He, he's just making the, just the fact, passes. No one can just do the that. fact that he's out there just means that their team is going to be better. It doesn't matter what he's doing, but just the fact that Kyle Lowry is on the court means that their their team is fantastic. Don't it doesn't matter if he's going to score zero points in a playoff game. It doesn't matter <laughs> if he's going to shoot like 0 for 17 from 3 and just like actively take his team's offense. It doesn't matter, Todd. Guys a winning player. 40 30 shooting splits, 12 points Yikes. per game for Kyle Lowry. We were attack Oh, Kyle Lowry's not old just cuz He's tiny and has played a thousand minutes and has suffered thick. from injuries before and thick. Doesn't mean he's gonna have any reduction in in effectiveness whatsoever. But it doesn't matter, Ty. It goes. It's above. The, they're on a different ethereal plane. It doesn't matter hey, what he shoots. Hey, guess who's first in three point percentage on the Miami Heat? It's Kyle Lowry. It's Dwayne Dedman. Oh, my it's God. Dwayne Dedman, a top five shooter on the Heat. One of only four players hitting above. 36%. One of only five players hitting above 33%. Dwayne Dedman, 75%. That's ridiculous. 0.2 attempts per game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Four attempts. Four Season, attempts. He's, he's yes. three of four. He's three wow. of four. Hey, still, that's good. Still made more than KZ Akpala. Oh, and God. Bam. And Udonis Haslam combined. Bam's attempted threes? One. And he missed it. Yes. Clearly. Shocking. <laughs> They're playing UD minutes now. He's played four games. Oh, my God. Is that the most? When, when's the last time he played four games? That's the Probably most like since. 10 years ago? Uh, two years ago, he played four. Two They're already this ago. far into the season or this early into the season. Oh, yeah. Wow. He's, on, he's on pace to play more than he's played since 15, 16 when he played 37. If he's on his current pace. Uh, he wants to. He wants to get to twenty. I heard. Whew. How many is he at right now? Four. No, no, no. Twenty years. Twenty years. Oh, I thought you meant. Um, let's see. I have to count. Hold on. Should say at the top. 
It doesn't because he's only played one, I think, or for one team. It's not giving me the like. Oh, dang. Yeah, B ball ref letting me down. Okay. Now I have to restart the count. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. I don't want to let you down, but whatever it is, Nikaias Duncan is just shaking his head right now. Oh, he's only needs one more. I think he's, this is year 19, I believe. Oh, so he's still got one more after this one. That's ridiculous. Okay. Uh, another Bucks bright spot. I went last with Grayson. Do you have another one? Bud. Okay. Okay. I'm into this. Why Bud? We've been seeing some creativity on the we offensive have. end that, that we haven't been really seeing early on the season, given, which is understandable because they've been playing just such a mishmash of lineups where it's just like, Okay, you guys just go out there and do your thing. Are you telling me Justin <laughs> Robinson doesn't understand the intricacies of the Bucks playbook? Uh, I he, I don't want to say he doesn't, but <laughs> good answer. <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's end that answer there. Yeah, um, it's difficult. It's difficult to really get into your stuff when you're just playing random guys. You don't know who's playing on a game to game basis. I'm sure he knows, but uh, he might not, not. not. It might be that day. It's like spin the wheel. Oh, no, not the wheel. The wheel. <laughs> not the line of wheel. <laughs> not this again. Uh, this is for a completely different reason, though. Yeah. But it's been fun. We've been seeing a lot of creativity on the offensive end. Like you've mentioned with George Hill sort of being slithery, getting into different spots, slithery, like Grayson's man. finding different spots. You're just seeing a lot of more off-ball movement, given that could just be because the caliber of players being played, but it's also, we got to give some credit where credit's due. He's also, like we mentioned with Bobby, changed up the way the defense runs with different personnel on the court. It's just, it's been good bud so far, especially during the streak. When he has his players, he's good. Yeah. Also, oh, fun stat. I think Scott Grotsky got to it first. I was going to tweet it this morning. A bunch of people got it. 6-0 and when Chris Giannis and Drew play. And 1-0 when they all play with Brooke. Like, they have yet to lose. And granted, they played mostly bad teams. But they have yet to lose when they actually have their big three available or their core four, which is obviously a good sign. But uh, the other thing with Bud, in addition to everything you said, which I agree. I mean, we're seeing trapping the ball handler. That's not something they did. It's clearly an adaptation and not having Brooke. The offense is fun. It feels like Chris Giannis pick and roll is even more of a default now than ever. Like that Lakers game, whenever it was tight, they were just like, okay, Chris, go be a playmaker. And Chris is going to be my last one. We'll get to him in a second. But five assists per game over this span. Um, But the other Bud thing that I only – I came to realize after reading Mirren Fader's amazing book, Giannis, The Improbable Rise of an NBA MVP, just the calming factor, like the stability, the culture that he has built. I mean – uh, well, I jokingly tweet Bucks culture every so often to make fun of a certain fan base with a you know bootylicious point guard. Yes, we already we already dis- disparaged yeah, them already. We got we there. Say. We got there. <laughs> but Bucks culture is oh, we're two games below 500, 14 games in the year, and the team is pissed, like they don't want to lose. But no one's you know leaking stuff to the media. No one is. Saying like a let like no one is going full LeBron and being like we need to make some big changes. There's no players only meeting. There's stability and this confidence and obviously the championship helps. But I think that is a testament to Bud too. And it's one of those things that you can't really quantify. But the Bucks have been a stable, drama-free team as like the whole time he's been at the helm. Like the biggest stories 
were out of their control. Like Giannis's contract thing, which never really seemed to get to the team. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to say Thon Maker his trade request. Thon, uh, that happened quickly and quietly. Thon made a big deal, and they were like, you know what? We're not even going to deal with this. Goodbye. It's over. Have fun in Detroit. And now wherever you're at, but Israel is that's right, Israel. Um, but that's I think that is also a butt thing, and it's like they just they're just steady. They're like him. They're steady. They don't say anything. They they don't like losing. They would like to win. They're not going to freak out about it, and they're back to playing good five on five, which is all Bud has ever wanted. Yeah, especially I had someone tell me this the other week, and I think I tweeted this already, but I have to mention it. Someone told me that Bud always looks tired, like the night, af- like the day after a night out. Like oh, I'm yeah. sure that the, it's just it's ridiculous. I can't look at it the same way again. <laughs> like that's not true, obviously, but it's well, just. Like, say, I mean, oh, we don't know that. Are you trying? We don't know that. We just don't know that. Maybe Bud's a party guy. We don't know. I know. We we saw him double fist and white claws at a Harry Styles concert. See, there's a lot of concerts that go through Milwaukee. Maybe he's a concert guy. Just imagine Bud at like Ariana Grande, just plastered. Oh my goodness. He's like the he's the Lou Will of coaching. Truly. It would be, I'm trying to think. He's at the G Easy concert, just yelling, play random. Get it? Because he has a song called Random. There we go. There we go. That's the joke. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Bud. It, it was a good joke. Thank you. Oh my goodness. The uh, subsection of people who know the Bucks enough to understand the play Random and who know g Easy enough, of which I'm a bit ashamed to be one, who know he has a song called Random. That's probably a pretty small Venn diagram, but... It's a good joke if you get it. It is. It is. It's for those people. Yeah. For sure. Those four people. Uh, Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, do you have one more? Oh, you already said Chris. The last one Chris. Yeah. yeah. I mean, scoring 14 points per game, um, only 42% from the field, but 40% from deep and more than hats, half, excuse me, of his shots are threes. A lot more are um, like tougher twos. He made his first three makes against the Magic were a contested post up a contested three and a contested pull up off the dribble from two all went in. And that's like, three was ridiculous. Yeah, but he can just, just do like, that. And I, like, I saw it. I was like, he's pulling up, isn't he? Oh yeah. He's absolutely pulling up. I was like, cause he hit his first shot and he's just holding it in the triple threat position. I was like, Oh, oh my yeah. God, he's going to oh, pull yeah. this. And he made it. He's unguardable when he wants to be. And it's just nice to see that guy back. And he's unguardable that. regardless. It's just whether he wants to take the shot or not. Exactly. That That's it. Um, but also, he's at 14 5 5, one and a half turnovers, um, less than one steal. But he had some nice rebounds, I thought, in the game Monday night. And it's just, it's just great to see him looking more like himself. I think obviously he's going to get that scoring up. Part of that is like Giannis. I mean, they didn't need him for very many last night, right? Like he wasn't wasn't asked to do a whole lot in a lot of these games. Um, they've blown leads, but they've coasted for parts of these games. Not entirely blown them, but mostly. Um, but it's just great to see Chris looking like Chris again, and hopefully he can build. And, you know, the handle has looked really good in some games. That's the big thing for him. I mean, if Chris was consistently able to dribble past tight coverage, then you have a guy who's, okay, let's have an – a top 15 combo, even when everyone is healthy, he's not there yet, but it's just great to see. So happy to see Chris knocking down threes and tough shots and posting up and the playmaking and the pick and rolls with Giannis has really been something too. It's just great to have him back. Like this is nothing new from Chris. It's just, we've just, uh, we, we missed it. We missed 10 games, which is like half the season at this point, more than half the season. 
It's just, it's nice. It's nice to have Chris Middleton back. Is he going to be an all-star this season? We'll see. You know what I was thinking about the other day, Ty? Oh, boy. We made we made some, we talked about this. No, the ball thing. Over oh. under a ball brothers versus Bucks. It might be ball brothers. No, it won't. They're only they're gonna have one. Lonzo's not. They're gonna have in. two. Lonzo's not getting. I in. think Lonzo could get in. No, he's not. He could. He has a better shot than other guys in the Bucks. Well, then some, yeah, but he's. Then I don't think the Bulls are gonna have three or four All Stars. I think they're they gonna have, have two. Three. They're gonna have they two. They could have three. They're gonna have two. You know, like, let's do that to end this. We're actually only at 49 minutes. Very quickly, let's look at the East and see who the All-Stars are going to be. So Giannis and K. How many do you get? 12? Yes. So Giannis, KD are two. That's yep. obvious. Let's pencil in. Let's pencil in the two Bulls. I think that's safe. DeRozan yeah, Levine and, Levine. and DeMar. Yep. Yeah, so that's four. The Heat, Jimmy, he'll make it. That's five. Yeah. Let's leave Bam off for now. We'll circle back. Let's leave Lowry off. He's averaging 12 points per game. So that's fine. If Lowry's an all-star, I'm going to... He probably I will make it because life is not fair. And he's got two of the most obsessed fan bases rooting for him at this point. They've combined forces and it's just... But it's, it's, it's very tenuous though. It's very tenuous. Like there's a lot... I don't think it's going to last. I think it's going to get ugly. If he has like a really bad big game, I think it's going to get very... I can't wait to watch. The thing is like... Um, what do you mean if... Yeah, I know. When? Um, so, okay. We've got two, one. Should we just throw Harden in? His averages are back yeah. up. He's going to make yeah. it, right? So, Dur- Durant and Harden, Giannis, the Bulls, that's five. Jimmy, that's six. But we also it's also positional, too. Let's just count for now. We'll figure okay. that out. I mean, Beal. Beal, I think, makes it. I'm just going down the east. So, yeah, that's seven. Lamella. Lamella. That's eight. The Celtics. Tatum? Does he? Tatum's got to make it. Does he? he? I guess. He's having the most – like, how many people are caping for Tatum as a future great at this point? Are they? I've seen a lot of I, them be like, he needs to pass to Jalen more. He's not even averaging 20 – oh, wait, that's – Yeah, he's he averaging 25. <laughs> he, he and Jalen are both – they might both make it on a crappy team. What else is new? Yeah. But after that, like, I don't know. Maybe Chris would probably it'd have to be Chris. Maybe Chris will have a shot. Or Lonzo. Uh, I mean Julius Randle. Trey yeah. Trey's gonna make it, even though the team sucks. Garland? I think Mobley. Or actually, you know what? Jared Allen. Mobley's Jared no, Allen. Mobley's missing time. Jared Allen's probably gonna Jared Allen's gonna have a chance. That's yeah. gonna be their guy to push, I think. Is he leading them in scoring? Um, probably. Let's look. Uh, he is not. No, he's only only 15 a game. He's 15-11. Garland does have 18. Okay. Maybe they won't have an all-star. Yeah, probably not. Let's throw Bam in then. I think Bam's going to make it. Embiid? Did we say Embiid? No. Is that, how much time is he going to miss? Probably not too long. He's already had one positive or negative test, excuse me. If he can get back to healthy, he'll make it. He might I mean, make it anyway. Knees. It's all it's all yeah. star. Yeah. Yeah. So Plus okay. he's, he's really good. <laughs> yeah, he he is, of course. Durant Harden. He's only averaging 21 a game this year. It's, see? I think he probably makes it regardless. Durant Harden, Levine, DeRozan, Jimmy Bam, Beal, LaMelo. We'll just say Tatum, Giannis, Embiid, Trey, 
That's 12. So, wow. no way. But we got it. No way Lonzo Ball makes it. I don't know. Bam might not. Randall. True. It's all. It's going to come down to the Jalen uh, Brown. Fan. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe. What is Lonzo Ball averaging? Let's see your. Let's see your All Star. I'm not saying like I'm not saying it's deserved. Right. I'm saying it might happen. He's averaging 12 a game. 12, five, and four. 37 percent from two. 42 percent from three. That's ridiculous. That's <laughs> you... crazy splits. Also, can we talk about Vooch is doing the Brook Lopez thing? Is he? Yeah, he's not good on offense this year, but his defense has been big. Yeah, that's true. He's shooting 39% from the field and 26% from three, but averaging 13-6 and four, plus 1.2 steals, nearly a block. Wow. Weird. Weird year for the Bulls, but things are just kind of working for them. I know. Caruso might make all-star. He's not. This is the reason that they instituted. They got rid of Fanville, yeah, because he probably would have one by now. No, you know who's going to make it if they do. Who? If it was 100% Kyrie. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I did not think of that. He's going to be on the ballot. Does, is he? Yeah, I think I saw that. Because he's a Why? player. But he, he's played zero games. That's I know, stupid. but it's Take like you can, vote, you can vote for anyone in the league. But that's, that's dumb. The there should be minimums. If you don't play games, why are you eligible for All-Star? I don't know, but that's why uh, fan voting. Well, it's obviously because of Zaza, but... Can I vote for Kareem? No, you have to be an active player. Like, you have to be on Kyrie an NBA roster. Kareem is not an active you player! Have to be, you have to be on an NBA roster. Sort of. Yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not disagreeing I know, with you. <laughs> I know, but it's like, if Udonis Haslam has played more than you, you should not be eligible for All-Star. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if UD is outpacing you in minutes, you're not an All-Star level player. That's true. That's true. But uh, that's why it's only 50%. <laughs> yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, but Chris, uphill sledding for Chris to be an all-star. Yep. It's going to be one again, isn't it? For the Probably. second year, the but, reigning champs are going to have one all-star. It's easy to get mad at, but look, last year we were both like, they don't deserve a second one. Chris played his worst ball of the year in the middle of all-star voting. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't ideal timing. No. Uh, and it's like they were I mean, his guys. averages were still good. Who were the All Stars? They, they were guys who deserved it. Uh, you only have to look at you know the first half averages, but like that was when Jeremy Grant was playing great basketball. Julius Randle was really coming on. Those guys played better than Chris to start last year. I didn't have a problem with it, and I won't this year. I mean, Chris, uh, unfortunately, due to COVID, just has not had a, a great regular. It's been good, but he's not. Been I mean, great. Vooch was an All Star last year. What did Vooch, what what did he average? He was thirteen point six again. All year or for the first half? Uh, I think it, I'm looking at the all-star roster page, so it might That's be surprising. There. Yeah. Vooch averaged 2020-2021, uh, 21 and a half. Wait. Is this? Oh, wait. No. This NBA, your site is stupid. It's updating this roster with this year's stats. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like this year. What's wrong with you? Yeah, Vooch last year in Orlando was 24-12 and nearly 4 Ben Simmons was an all-star. That's always been stupid. I've always said that's stupid. I know. Chris over Ben. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, that, that you could have. But I think there were other – did Jeremy Grant make it? No. So I think Jeremy Grant had a good case too. Yeah. Uh, I don't think – Not this really year. Is. No. But no, absolutely no, not. No one year. on the Pistons is coming close. <laughs> 
I mean, Cade's look good. I was going to say, like, Kelly Olick. <laughs> Sadiq oh, Bay, All-Star. No. no. Killian Hayes. Isaiah no. Stewart just for getting punched by LeBron. Beefs. He's only 6'8". He plays bigger. He's only 6'8". He's listed at 6'8". That's ridiculous. I'm He's a big Isaiah Stewart those, fan. They have two two-way players, both born on Christmas Eve. They're both taller than uh, uh, Beef Stew, according to B-Ball Ref. It's uh, I'm a bit I'm like there's a lot of Pistons fans who have come into Bucks Twitter, and it's just like it's a good time. We welcome. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, what what do they but have? Like, you don't have to diss them. <laughs> I just I just think it's worth explaining the reason. Okay, fair, sure, but <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. That okay. Um, I'm saying like so we we see a lot of Pistons stuff. So it's like I've sort of adopted the Pistons as like my my G League team, aside from the herd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So it's good to see them. Who is going to be the next Bucks G League team? Like the uh, who the are we going to send? But no, I, I think they're in the past now. Oh, that's true. So there's going to there's going to have to be a new one. Where is number thirty seven and Rodney Hood going to be jettisoned to? We'll see. Okay. Oh, also we should end with that. Shemi Ojale injured. Uh, yeah, three weeks with what yes. was it? No, no, uh, a calf strain, which is. Can kind of be serious. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't that wait? Was that what he had earlier? Yes, it is. Oh, see, that's tricky. So this is sort of that injury where, uh, like, you don't know how much of it is an Achilles thing versus Ooh. a calf thing. Ooh. Because that your Achilles tendon—that's what connects your calf to your heel, right. obviously. So if you're a calf strain, you don't really know necessarily how much of that is Achilles oriented. That's why Durant missed a ton of time last year with a calf strain coming back from his Achilles. You have to be really careful with this, especially him very, or anyone. Very, yeah. very, very careful with these sort of things. Also, props to the Bucks. I have credit where credit is due. They gave a specific injury. They gave a timeline. That is all I've been asking for. And they put Thank out the you, story. They didn't, they didn't even leak it to someone. They put it out no. themselves. It was so nice. No. It was It was great. I'm giving you credit, Milwaukee Bucks. Good job. Do this for everything. Yes, and get well also, soon. Get, get get well soon, Chevy. Get well soon, number thirty-seven, so you can prove me wrong about my flip. Prove me, prove my initial take right, but prove me wrong on the flip. That's what when I, they yeah, when they uh, announced that he was out and Bud was like significant time. I was like, oh god, the Bucks are going to have me caping for Chevy. Uh, then then they actually came out they and did. had a well. They had a good release. I'm proud of them. That's that is good. how it should be run. Good job. Did we have some small part in this? Maybe. I'm taking 0.05% of the credit. Yeah. Point, that's it. That's That seems fair. But I can rest now. I said yeah. this in our group chat. I feel like Thanos. I can, I can rest. <laughs> that doesn't bode well for you. No, it doesn't. No. Now that you in mentioned the, it. In the near or long term, it's two very I'm gonna bad get things. My, I'm yeah. going to get my head chopped off. You're going to get jumped. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Now I think we can wrap uh, up the pod. Um, yeah, please don't uh, please don't jump me if you're listening to this. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, you can always offer to buy them Subway if they do. That's true. Do you get that reference? Yes. Rohan yes, is sir. nice. <laughs> what a clown. Okay. Outro time. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, that was a wild ending. Uh, that's one of our weirder endings. But uh, that's how you know we're at the end. Just say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here 
on both the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm going to say it again. Make sure that you get into our Discord. You do not want to miss this opportunity. It is going to be ridiculous. And again, if you missed it up top or whatever, I'm just going to reiterate it. You can send me or Ty. Our Twitters are on the screen right now if you're looking, if you're watching this on YouTube. Also, subscribe to the YouTube. Um, at R-K-A-T-T-I-J-R, at T-I-W-I-N-D-I-S-C-H, and uh, at Eurostep Podcast or EurosteppPod at gmail.com. Just send us proof of you being like leaving a review, five stars. Or if you, let's say, somehow can't, make sure you send us proof that you are subscribed to our Substack gspn.substack.com. We will get you into our Discord as soon as we see it, obviously. Uh, we won't dilly-dally. And uh, you, you'll be uh, you'll be front in line for uh, some of this, the cool stuff that we're going to be talking about next week. Um, but also, just in general, like I mentioned, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the Substack just in general, even if you're already in the Discord. Uh, leave a five-star rating regardless so you can have it read out on the show. Uh, Ty, do we have any, or are we are we going for the people? No, we need more. We need more. We're almost at 200, folks. We need more ratings. Come on, and get us to 200. We're so close. Come on, listen to Ty. Listen to me, and just uh, just leave a five star review. Only we're only gonna read it out if it's five stars. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you all for listening, and go Bucks. We'll talk to you next time.